on this episode of the Girl Talk podcast. We also look to pastors to do all the things. Yeah. We think the Great Commission is for our pastor. The Good luck with that, buddy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We pay our church staff to do the work of ministry. The Great Commission was given to all believers. Yeah. there. You are listening to the Girl Talk Podcast. My name is Carol. I'm Kelly. I'm Trisha. And we are so glad you are here today. Mm-hmm. We got another hot topic for you. Um, we're going to be talking about spiritual leaders that you put on a pedestal. Mm. And I said it that way because the title of this episode that I had put on it was Pastor Pedestals, and I was afraid I couldn't say that. <laughs> Just don't say it three times fast. That's right. Uh, it's a That's tongue right. twister. But we're going to dive right into this because I think it's important for us to recognize and deal with it and kind of get it out of. I- I'm going to tell you where I see this a lot. It's on social media. In what way? Uh, either someone being um raised up and looked at as kind of a savior maybe a little mm-hmm. bit of an idol there and so everything they believe i believe too mm-hmm. and i don't listen to i don't read the bible mm-hmm. anymore i just subscribe to their teachings and mm-hmm. their podcasts and mm-hmm. their i listen to all their books nothing wrong with any of those things but the bible has to be your ultimate place mm-hmm. where you go for instruction and correction and all those things so i just want to start there and and i want to start the discussion by identifying what you think it is that causes us to put ministry leaders on a pedestal what do you think that is well i think the first thing that we think of is that we think the pastor has this like special red phone that they can get to jesus really quickly you know that there's this no, got the <laughs> direct line. Direct no, phone. and I think that's rooted in really bad historical theology mm. um, of the Roman Catholic Church and needing yeah, to have a yeah. priest between right. you and Jesus and uh, and an intercessor. And no, that's we he Jesus came to break all of that tore and the veil. to yes mm-hmm. tore the veil so we can approach God directly. But mm-hmm. we still have this tendency, I think, to think that. The pastor has this like magic power. They have yeah. a magic phone. They yeah. have a special um, a relationship that we don't have or can't have because they pray more or because they study the word more or because they're just holier than we are yeah, because yeah. they're pastors. So we put them up on this pedestal that's not fair to them or to us. I was going to say that I think it must be so hard to be a pastor or a ministry leader because of the expectations that are put on you. Everybody expects you to be perfect and you're not. Everybody expects you to be um, Johnny on the spot, you know, and you can't be. Mm. Uh, They don't really have the opportunity to have a life apart from uh, the ministry work that they do. So it's got to be so hard. Also, I think it would be hard not to struggle with pride in those positions because so many people are are looking to you in that way. And I think part of your question might be we can see them. And so it's easy to put them higher because, you know, we know God is there. We worship God. We worship Jesus. The Holy Spirit is in us. But we don't lock eyes because our faith is not seen, right. but we can see them. And right. so it's easy for us to kind of look to them as some kind of higher being yeah. <laughs> in some way. In reality, the scriptures call pastors to a higher level of um, standards, standards mm-hmm. to higher standards. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they yeah. really are called to be um, yeah. more like Jesus 
They've got responsibility. Yes, they mm-hmm. have responsibility yeah. to model for us. And so uh, because of that, we do look to them almost like Jesus in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think the church, there's a real pastor celebrity culture right oh. now that we're saying. And do you think that's because of social media? I was I was trying to like identify what that was about. And Hmm. I, I think I, we saw it some before, like the rise of social media. But I think social media has kind of made it more yeah, prevalent. I think that's true. Do you I, think? I think it's a lot of things. Okay. I mean, I think, okay. Yeah. I think scripture says that the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. And the more celebrity status you have as a pastor, the more money you get, the more church money your church has. Maybe it's not personal money, but maybe it's Budget. more money that your church has. And so mm-hmm. the more money you have, the more ministry you can do. I think it starts from a place of authenticity, mm-hmm. but turns into a, a, a place of pride. And um, then you can't help. But if you're especially if you're the people in your church are beginning to um have this culture around you of celebrity Mm. you can't help i think as a fat as a pastor but feed into that with your own pride because we're all still sinful so i think we've done it to pastors and pastors have done it to themselves and churches have done it to themselves by really worshiping the almighty dollar and and what the almighty dollar can do Mm. and not worshiping the true god and I will also say they have a bullseye on them from the enemy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so yes. they certainly are being attacked in that way. And um, all of us have disordered desires. And the enemy knows knows that. I'm so glad you said that, because in thinking about this episode, I was trying to really get at the root of what causes us to put people on a pedestal, um, ministry leaders or a pastor. And I, I, I wrote down misplaced glory. Mm hmm. Mm. You know, and I think that kind of feeds mm-hmm. into that idea as well as yep. our glory is misplaced. Like, you know, we don't like you both. You said we can't see God. We our faith is unseen, but we can see that person. And so we put glory and give them glory and honor because you see, you know, growing big churches or mm-hmm. winning lots of people to Christ or doing all the things. And that kind of lifts them up above you know, everybody else. And I think we understand celebrity culture Oh yeah. as people yeah, because, sure. you know, we, we celebrate famous athletes and we celebrate yes. famous mm-hmm. actors and actresses. And we've gotten, even in some of our churches, in a way of, you know, putting the pastor on the big screen and having them come out to, you know, music <laughs> that's like a walkout uh-huh. song and they bring them out <laughs> right. to, you know, fog mm-hmm. coming out of the mm-hmm. fog machine. Yeah. And it's like they're walking onto the basketball court to do the amazing thing that basketball players can do, but they're walking onto a um, platform to preach the gospel and disordered desires. Because who doesn't love that? Yes. That feel of, Ooh, look at me, I'm famous. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody knows my name kind of thing. Everybody yeah. knows my name. Kind of tickles they, you. They pastor, mm-hmm. Bob, you know, they scream it, Pastor Bob, Pastor Bob, Pastor Bob. And it's not Jesus they're focused on. Yeah. I remember seeing Toby Mac in concert. Yeah. And it would be similarly difficult to be someone like a famous rock star, as even a Christian one, to not grab glory on yourself. Mm -hmm. And in his song, um, Steal My Show, he had this moment where says, all right, spotlight, give them what they came for. And he had a spotlight set up to go in the middle of the stage, not on him mm-hmm. and not on anybody else. Yeah. But the spotlight obviously was for Jesus. And 
Uh, I thought it was such a great moment and such an acknowledgement of there's a spotlight, but I'm not in it. And I think uh, it would be very hard to have to face that every single day and get out of the spotlight. I was at a Nicole Nordman concert one time um, years and years and years ago, and um, she had, you know, sung for hours. And then at the end of it, we she made us all close our eyes and we sang um, How Great Thou Art. Mm -hmm. And as we opened our eyes, she was gone. Uh Mm -hmm. So no big closing applause. Uh No opportunity to even do that. Uh And it was beautiful. It was just, Mm. it's like, that's the way we should all be Mm -hmm. when we're in ministry is giving God the glory Mm -hmm. for whatever he's doing and not taking that glory for ourselves. I think it's why if you're not called to ministry, you know, if you're not called to be a pastor, God has another plan for you. Because I think if he calls someone to be a pastor, a ministry leader of some sort, then he is going to have to give them the ability to say, I don't have pockets for that. Mm-hmm. Say no to the glory. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that's it's a, it's a real calling. And I think this conversation has reminded me to pray for my pastor mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> and to make sure that we aren't the ones that are guilty of putting them on a pedestal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know because sometimes they don't put themselves there right. we we do we put them on a pedestal because we think their preaching is amazing and their study of the word is amazing and um where we've forgotten perhaps to study it for ourselves yes we're being spoon-fed by a really incredible person mm-hmm. and uh, we come to uh, not be able to really live without them spoon feeding us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we struck at this just a few minutes ago, but I want to get a little bit deeper into it about what the Bible says about mm-hmm. leadership and pe- pedestals and mm-hmm. all of the things. Um, the 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 thing that immediately came to my mind was um, in the Old Testament. You saw a lot of people who would have man-made idols yes you know they would construct something out of wood or gold or something and you know and and we we hear that now and we're like oh we never would do that but I think we do that with people now instead of wooden or you know a clay image or whatever whatever the case may be Um, and that's where where my mind went to I don't know if it it was for you guys but um, when I thought about the whole idea of putting something on a pedestal for worship you know, those two ideas kind of collided for me when I think about Old Testament scripture and how, you know, time after time after time, you see in the Old Testament, they would say they did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but they didn't tear down the high places, mm-hmm. you know, and and I would go back to that and go, OK, so they, they did what God called them to do, but they refused to get rid of those things. Mm. So that people couldn't go back and worship there. Mm. And so that's where my mind went when I thought about putting people up on a pedestal. Like they can do all the right things, but if we don't tear those down and go after mm. the things that really cause us to elevate people based on, you know, their speaking ability or, you know, their understanding of all the things. Yeah. Then we're still leaving room for that in in our culture and in our church as a global church, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were created to worship. Sure. We're worshipers. It's in our nature, mm-hmm. and so we will worship something. Right. And in the wrong environment, we can worship the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, maybe because of ourselves. Maybe because of the 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 way the environment is created. But um, this is a good check in my spirit to make sure I'm not worshiping. The pastor, yeah, 
or the worship team. Yeah. I'm worshiping who we're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's a good reminder because yeah. we are worshipers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think another kind of idea that I want to strike at is because you said this is a good checkup, I want us to identify some things that might be red flags if we're putting someone on a pedestal. Like this might be something that you want to look at. You're laughing at me. Yeah. Um, this might be something that you want to look at. If, if this is your situation, do y'all have anything that you particularly comes to mind? Well, I thought the reason why I'm laughing is because I went back to that celebrity culture and I just, I pictured instead of scripture being on the, on your shirt, like your pastor's sermon notes (laughs) from your pastor's sermon. (laughs) It's like, you know, pastor Bob, who is made up pastor, by the way, pastor Bob said this on Sunday and it's on a t-shirt. Right. And you know, how many churches do we know that have, you know, merch that can look like that if they're not uh-huh, careful? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Well, I think one red flag for me is if I have unrealistic expectations yeah. of the pastor. Yeah. yeah. And happened one time. I won't. It was it was a long, long time ago, but I ran into a pastor that was at my church and I came over to this person and I was like, Hi, I'm in your church and da, 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 da. and it was really awkward. I think I made him uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. He was newer to our church mm-hmm. and I he didn't know what to say and he was like, I don't know if he thought maybe I was flirting with him, but he's like, "Have you met my wife?" <laughs> and so then I'm talking to his wife. It was just a it was a weird experience. Mm-hmm. And I was hurt by it and a little offended, but that's because I was expecting something different from him he mm-hmm. is you know he's a pastor he right. doesn't he, that was a red flag that i was expecting something different from him mm-hmm. more from him um i does that make sense does yeah, that sound yeah, silly yeah, yeah. but that yeah. i remember that and i he is um a pastor who is telling about Jesus, telling about God, telling about the Holy Spirit. He is a man. He is a, a, a person who was trying to go to lunch that day. And I stopped him from walking into the sandwich stop. And I just, I need to remember that and not expect yeah. him to be Jesus to me right there on the street corner. Well, and I, I think there are some people, and and please don't send me an email if this is you, because I, I don't know who you are. But I, I will say that I have come in contact with people who will leave a church because the pastor didn't come quickly enough when their loved one was sick or didn't Mm -hmm. cut. I mean, you know, and, and we, we failed to recognize the humanness of pastors Mm -hmm. and we, like you say, expect them to be supernatural and they're not, they're still humans and they're not going to meet all of our expectations. And when you, you know, if you're listening to this today and you're thinking, well, I haven't been back to church because that pastor didn't speak to me on the one Sunday I was there. Okay, he's one man. You talk two or three hundred people, he's realistically probably not going to be able to speak to everybody mm-hmm. there right. or more, you know. And so I think sometimes that we can use these as excuses mm-hmm. and especially when when pastors um, make mistakes. Right. Because they will. They will. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to extend the same grace. Yes, they are held to a higher standard. But with that, they don't have any supernatural tools like. God doesn't give them a special armor, you know, mm-hmm. and say, okay, you do, you get this outfit because you're special. You know, they have the same tools that you and I battle with every day. 
think about that when you're thinking about your pastor. Mm-hmm. I think there needs to be a respect for the office of pastor. For yes. sure. Yes. You need to respect your pastor, but you also need to be um, realistic about your expectations and realistic about their humanness. Mm-hmm. And don't leave a church because they didn't bring a green bring casserole when your great aunt Bessie died. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, that's, not, that's not a reason to leave church. Mm-hmm. They're human. They're going to fall short. But that might be a red flag as well. Mm-hmm. I think another red flag is um, expecting them to know everything there is about mm-hmm. the Bible. Yeah. And Ex- and you expecting them to spoon feed you week after week mm-hmm. after week without doing any of the own your own study. If you find yourself um, not opening your Bible and you find yourself um, only listening to your pastor and what your pastor says without ever uh, verifying it, you know the whole statement of trust but verify. Um, that re- that applies to our pastors. Mm-hmm. That we need to trust what they're saying from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be in a pulpit if we can't trust them. At the same time, it is our obligation as believers to go to the Word ourselves and study it. And if we find ourselves not doing that, that might be a red flag that we've put our our pastor on a pedestal. It goes back to what you alluded to in the very beginning about the the veil being torn in two. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. no longer have to just a priest to tell us what God says. We hold that book in our hands, yeah. which is the living, active Word of God, mm-hmm. inerrant Word of God, might I add. Mm-hmm. And God wants to speak to you. I, I'll never forget this. This was, and 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 you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna hear me say this, and you're gonna be like, okay, Carol, like how was that transformational? And it wasn't necessarily the words that were said, but I'll never forget this. When Anne Graham Lotz, long time ago, did a thing in Charlotte, and we went. And I sat in front of her, and she taught me how to read the Bible and how to ask questions and how to mm-hmm. how to go a little bit deeper. And she said the words, God wants to speak to you through his word. He doesn't want to speak to you through this person or that. He wants to speak directly to you. He loves mm-hmm. you. And and I remember thinking, say what? Like, I, I was in my 30s at that point. And that was, like, totally mind-blowing to me because somewhere along the line, I had grown up thinking— you're not really smart enough and you're not really gifted enough to study God's word by yourself and and you're you're probably going to misunderstand God and you're you know, all those things. And so I I th- I thought from somewhere in my past I had that idea that God only spoke to me through other people. Mm-hmm. And when I sat down with God's word and began to study it and began to sit with him before uh, before his word and before him and say, what what is it that you want to speak to me? Mm-hmm. I was blown away. And and every time that I do it, I come away with something. Yeah. Every single time. And it may mean, it, it may be something that doesn't mean a hill of beans to you, but to me it speaks intensely to something I'm going through or something I'm dealing with. So I, I want you to hear that as a, as a, because I think we use that as an excuse a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, I go to a good church. Great. I'm glad you go to a good church. We have a great pastor. I'm glad you have a great pastor. However, there is no substitute for you getting in the mm-hmm. word for yourself right. and seeing what God wants to speak to you. Right. Because pastors don't know everything. They don't know mm-hmm. the quietness of your heart and what goes on in your mind when you lay down at night and the things mm-hmm. that trouble you or the anxieties that you have. But God does, and he can speak directly to that. But mm-hmm. he can't if you don't ever open his word. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, okay. his Holy yes. Spirit is in us. I No, don't be sorry. That's exactly right. What if I told you about this conversation that I had with my husband last night? 
night. I'm going to tell you about the conversation I had with my husband. So we had a good conversation. We were walking. Now, I can tell you about that conversation and it might stimulate something within you. But what if you had a conversation with him? Do you see my point? It's Mm -hmm. that secondhand communication. God wants to talk to you. God wants to talk to me. You don't have to hear about someone else talking to him. He's going to talk to you. He's going to talk to me because his Holy Spirit is inside us. Mm -hmm. And too often I do that same thing. Well, it's not my job to, you know, dig into the scripture and figure it out. It's the pastor's job. No, it's my job. It's my job for my life. And more than that, it's my relationship. It's my relationship with Jesus that you can't build that relationship without the direct communication. Mm -hmm. You didn't grow any closer about to my husband by hearing about my conversation did right, you right, right. but if you spent time talking to him then that might be a step in the relationship direction we have to talk directly to god mm-hmm. and through through his word well i think one of the things you just said that i think is really important is that we also look to pastors to do all the things yeah that we think the great commission is for our pastors yeah that the good pastors, luck with that buddy right. yeah that yeah. we pay our church staff to do the work of ministry and mm-hmm. that is not true i mean mm-hmm. that that is not the great commission was given to all believers yeah. it it was given to all believers we are all to go and we are to tell we are to proclaim the mighty name of jesus we are to teach other people we are to baptize other people and we are to continue to disciple them that is our job as much as it is our pastor's job our pastors have just been given a different format in which they do that but the great commission is not just for them it's yeah. also for us there's a cult- like that it's almost like I have a friend and I'm gonna invite them to church and once I get them in church whew, my yeah. job's done yeah. right. yes. go for it <laughs> yes. okay pastor you do your thing yeah. you yeah. do it well we're rooting for you yeah. Yeah. About Jesus. yeah but you're right it is our commission yeah yeah and I want to speak just briefly um, and I brought this up in the beginning and I want to just speak briefly to this because I think it's very easy to follow other Christian leaders on social media and I want to say that this is a red flag. I don't want you to let totally let you off the hook if you don't, you're like, I don't struggle with my, putting my pastor on a pedestal because I don't even go to church. Okay, stop right there. Um, there, is, there is a red flag there because you are not engaging with a local body of Christ. And I guarantee you they are missing your gifts because God has uniquely gifted you for something. So you need to engage in the body of Christ. But I will say we we live in a culture and with social media, you can follow all these wonderful people. You can watch their services on Sunday. You can, you know, watch their little little Instagram video, all the things. And um, I would say this is a red flag. When you read and believe what they say without ever doing your homework, Mm -hmm. And you find yourself listening to them more than you listen to God and read the word. Um, And I think that is more prevalent than we even realize in our culture. I agree. And I also think that um, we get confused with a difference in the pastor and a preacher. Mm-hmm. that a preacher is somebody who preaches the word of God to you. Right. It might be like Greg Laurie. He's a fantastic mm-hmm. preacher. Mm-hmm. He is not mm-hmm. going to be my pastor. Right. I am not in his church. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is not my shepherd. Right. That is what a pastor does. A pastor mm-hmm. is a spiritual mm-hmm. shepherd. And just because you hear great teaching from mm-hmm. a great preacher does not mean that that is your pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to re- say that as a way to reiterate what you just said. Get yourself into a local church mm-hmm. where you can have a local pastor who is your local shepherd mm-hmm. not perfect yeah not but per- right. your local shepherd yes absolutely anything else you want to leave with us that might kind of be a red flag 
Anything that comes to mind? I think this is especially important right now because after COVID, Mm. so much sampling of churches takes place Mm -hmm. online. um, uh, And and that that culture of sampling um, without plugging in, I think, is something that at least I know I need to be reminded of. I need to plug in. Mm -hmm. And the church is not going to be perfect. The pastor is not going to be perfect. But if God has called you to that church, that's where you need to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I think one of the other red flags um, is if you find yourself constantly complaining about your pastor and mm. not necessarily complaining about his theology. Um, if you're complaining about his theology, you probably do have some problems. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if you're complaining about him as a human or the way he parents his kids or the way he mm-hmm. handles a staff meeting or the way he you know, didn't talk to you when you passed him in the hallway at church or the way his, you know, I don't know, bald head is too shiny. I mean, whatever it is that you are finding yourself <laughs> bald headed pastors, by the way. Right. Yeah. If you find yourself constantly complaining about somebody, mm-hmm. then maybe you have, um, you're expecting perfection from them mm-hmm. and not getting it. Mm-hmm. So red flag. So good. So good. Hey, we'd love to hear from you. If you have um, some things to contribute to this discussion, you're always welcome to email us girl talk at the lightfm.org. You can also check in on the Facebook page. Uh, we have a Girl Talk Facebook page and uh, Girlfriends of the Girl Talk podcast. You can check in there as well. However you choose to connect with us, we love it uh, when you do because we do the little happy dance. We even videoed it one day when we got an email. So if you want to send your email, we'll also send you a happy dance. <laughs> uh, but we love hearing from you and uh, we love what you have to say. Any advice that you have or uh, comments about what we shared today about Pastor Pedestals. Thanks so much for listening today and we will see you next time we gather around these microphones for the next Girl Talk podcast.